Hi, my name is Faith Wanguru, a student and a wellness enthusiast, and this is my letter to my 19-year-old self. Dear beautiful and bright Faith, you are in boarding school and you feel very terrible. Your mom has passed away and you've reached a law you never knew existed. Your relationship with your dad is non-existent. Especially now that he's married again, almost immediately. You think that he no longer cares about you? However, you have to understand that your dad is also going through this for the first time. He has also lost a wife and he is going through the same loss and grief that you're battling. You are bright and everyone thinks you get an A in school. This is giving you so much pressure to perform and I know it scares you to think you're going to fail. Just read and believe that you're going to get the best. I started by calling you beautiful because acne has nothing on you. You're trying so many treatments and spending a fortune on your skin, but nothing seems to work. Take a step back and appreciate that you're an art. Learn to give yourself grace and be patient. You're going to have beautiful moments of healing and be grateful for all that has happened. Hey guys and welcome to another episode of A Letter to My Younger Self. Today's guest is Sue. Sue Karibu Sana. <laughs> Thank you to so much the for podcast. having me. Um, I was trying to mm-hmm. remember the first time me and you interacted. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes way back to when I was around second year. Was I, I in second year? So. Third year. Were you also in your end? No, I wasn't. You, uh-huh. But for some reason... Like, all my friends were in UN. I was mm-hmm. actually in Moi University, Eldoret. Um, but then I used to really sneak out of Moi and come to come UN. To I actually didn't think. At some point, mm-hmm. I didn't even need an ID to get into the hostel. Like well, those guys probably yeah. thought, yeah, <laughs> I would to, like, study there. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the whole story behind it, it's when I was doing the Made in Kenya video. Yeah. yeah. So I was trying to put together outfits and just um, style them using Made mm-hmm. in Kenya pieces. And at that time, I was such, you know, a growing influencer, <laughs> such, you know, a baby content creator. Yeah. I reached out to many people, and you're one of the people who responded, and you're like, you know what? Here's mm-hmm. the timepiece, create yeah, the content. content. And I remember we, we met at Audion when you were giving me yeah. the bag. It was at Audion, and you were like, hi, you're so tiny. <laughs> but I think I had seen you before, yeah. still around Audion. I think. Um, still around Audion, actually. But then I didn't say hi to you. Mm-hmm. It was those things for now. Kitambo. Now I understand it because now I also have like a base of people who really, really follow the suit journey. Uh-huh. So I understand. But then it's those things of you see someone and then you don't want to say hi because you're like, oh, I want to say hi to Maxine. <laughs> it was still around Audion. So like, I'm just like, okay, I like how Audion is a constant. I think yeah. for me, that's the first time I ever like saw you in person. Mm-hmm. And then the, um, the watch when you reached out now about the watch, I was like, ah, okay, cool. Yeah. Let's just do this because I could see how you would turn that into content mm-hmm. and all of that. Yeah, but like congrats on the consistency. I think the one thing that yeah. I can say for you is whether the podcast, whether it's a YouTube, whether it's, I don't know, I just find you so consistent. Like even Instagram, it's like, yeah. I know for sure <laughs> we are going to have a post. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, well done on the consistency. Thank you. I yeah. need to transfer that same consistency to the gym. And mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's I'm here for that. Target. I'm here for that. <laughs> okay, so before we get into it, mm-hmm. maybe you can read for us your letter. Oh, ah, okay, okay, okay. Dear little girl, 
you're such a brilliant girl and you sometimes don't play it to fit in but i wish you could own it more often because that's who you are you are always looking out for others and trying to make other kids feel seen such an admirable trait that you will later realize is not a mere human function that everyone has especially in the public primary schools you will attend um, namely in Zeluni and Kilungu find joy in the smallest things because that's what life is all about taking off your umoja rubber shoes to be barefoot like other kids stealing pens from your parents shop to give them to kids in your class a noble and innocent thing to do although you will surely get whooped for it go fetch firewood steal mangoes from the school farm make friends with kids who can bring you fruits in season from their homes in exchange for sweets and biscuit treats engage that business mind it comes in handy with sud oh i bet you don't even know what sud is having to leave school and rush home to wash dishes and start on dinner before mom comes home from work as opposed to playing with other kids after school at this age feels like punishment but at least it will shape your sense of responsibility a quality that will heavily help you run a whole company in the years to come however do not kill that playful inner kid thirst life gets a little too serious as an adult and you will need that part of you attending all sunday schools and every church service huh i know sometimes it feels more like an obligation from your parents because dad is a pastor but go religiously and memorize those bible verses while you still have the time and mental capacity recite verses during christmas services for small small gifts while enjoying the ritual that will ground you for a world that hardly recognizes god and some turbulent times to come you're always looking forward to your birthdays for those joint kitty parties and christmas family reunions when all your cousins visit from nairobi and other towns please enjoy the treats quality time and the gifts this might be all that you remember about them when you're all grown up with no time to link up enjoy the humble family times yearly birthdays with your friends that your mom religiously throws the horrendous beatings and never forget the family photos with mtua picha uh, into brackets wambua you will actually be looking for the photo albums to remember it all little girl enjoy this age to the fullest and be as key uh, be a kid as much as you can because anything that comes after class 8 will be a serious standard settings pre as a firstborn and then boom you're an adult you see this nairobi you're always envying your cousins for living there you will live there too and even tire of it enjoy up country living please with love 29 year old sue oh this is so nice yeah, yeah. brings back a lot of a emotion lot of memories, yeah actually yeah um i think if i was if i was to say the truth i can see how i'm 29 mm-hmm. but it's so clear to me like the little sue i'm writing to like i can literally see yeah that sue so then sometimes i'm always just like time is such an illusion like yeah. you think it's kitambo but it's literally right here so mm-hmm. yeah that was really really refreshing actually yeah, yeah. and the little sue that you're writing to in the letter how mm-hmm. old is she or is there like a time period i think 
I can even see that girl mm-hmm. and she is in class three, four. Mm-hmm. Class three, four is when I had a lot of those. Because um, I think I went to boarding school when I was in class five. And from then on, then it was a private school now. Mm-hmm. So I'm writing to a class three, four. So I'm not sure how old she is or how yeah. old you were when you were in class three or four. But that's a person I have written to actually. A lot of those things happened when I was that age and going yeah. to public primary school, day school. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. around eight, mm. nine, ten, eleven. I think, so. yeah, around, around there, there. Yes. Yeah. And you also mentioned um, mm-hmm. the Ushago upbringing. Could mm-hmm. you tell us a bit about Ooh, how you oh grew up God. in Shags? Mm. Let me tell you, I think I say this and I. I don't even have the words to explain it, but I think it really, really formed the person I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mom, actually, my parents still live up country. So entirely, I grew up in Shags. Yeah, literally, still the same place. It's where still you the grew same up. place where I grew up. But then uh, my mom is a teacher. My dad is a pastor, is a teacher as well. Um, so they used to teach at schools that were not so far from each other in that it's still close to our upcountry home mm-hmm. but then there's like a town. so then my mom would opt to live in that town so that she's closer to the school mm-hmm. and then that same worked for my dad so then we used to have like our the home now where mm-hmm. we've built yeah. and then there used to be the plots Literally, there's a shop and then Numa, there are plots. That's where we used to live. So it wasn't so far from our home. And I think um, a lot of the same, um, my friends now from back then, their parents also teachers. Maybe they were teaching with my mom and we lived in the same plot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I balanced a lot between living in that town, um, town center, and now living at home and also how for us it's set up also my mom's my shusho from my mom's side is not so far from our mm. home my shusho from my dad's side is not so far from home so then over the weekend we could easily visit my shusho or the just yeah so it yeah, was a lot of, a lot of family, family very well neat yeah. um literally up country bringing um kupika ni kuni um maybe maca once in a while but like literally if we're in we're like at home at home it's mm-hmm. a lot of maca um just literally how up country bring up bring it which i still yeah. love so much like yeah. i feel like if i wasn't doing business content i would definitely be doing up country content yeah uh yeah because i go to shags a lot i still go to shags a lot mm-hmm. actually yeah and where where exactly is shags? maybe we are neighbors <laughs> somewhere and we've never known <laughs> oh man so um my shags is in kitui mm-hmm. specifically i come from mwingi mm-hmm. um in kitui county so then it's also not so far from Nairobi, I would say. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's where Shags is. Uh, as yeah. on the other side in Wala, so oh, maybe so we're not. <laughs> we're, we're not yeah, yeah, yeah. close to yeah. each other. Mm. Yeah. Are there some aspects of that Shags living that mm. you feel like you really do miss right now? I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I still seek it so much in where I even live uh, even today. Mm-hmm. Just like waking up and there's just fresh air there's sounds i don't know kuna kukuya neighbor to in a week or even just like birds or just the sounds you're hearing are sounds of life not sounds of chaos and 
happy and the, the. Yeah. so i think that's one thing i really really miss about um living up country the other thing i would say is just knowing everyone like you actually i love the community aspect yeah. of living up country like you literally know mama and nani you know the kids mm-hmm. it's a community so i think for me those are the things i would say i miss about living up country yeah. honestly yeah and even how you said that um everyone knows everyone yeah. it reminded me how you know when you're going to like let's say a rush or something mm-hmm. up country mm-hmm. you can literally stop on the road and ask you just can't stop at adams yeah. and then you're like okay sasa kwa wabosha ni wapi you know <laughs> yeah. like, you could even um, be in the same apartment honestly yeah. and no one even knows where exactly. you know yeah, yeah so i think yeah. that's actually really really something that mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. um i have to ask okay. the biscuits and sweets mm-hmm. were you also stealing those the way you were stealing <laughs> the pens <laughs> yo if i'm being honest i'll say yes <laughs> i'll say yes uh-huh. and i think it's i think you know when i'm when i'm looking back again from a point of a business owner mm-hmm. i can say it's one of those things that i also when i had the first time i had the policy of don't eat your business money or don't take maybe a watch and not pay for it for me now it was very loud cuz like i remembered stealing okay, those chapo. things then so it's like okay i see why yeah having seen my mom run a shop i see why this would be a rule or like an important thing not to do mm-hmm. so yeah the biscuits and the sweets are also well, stolen as well as the pens, well as the pens. <laughs> so at that young age mm-hmm. why did little sue find it you know so important mm-hmm. to steal these pens to help the classmates mm-hmm. i think it's cause now having a shop definitely my mom would give me pens like for this time these are your pens and yeah. then you remember the way we used to want to have a black pen and a blue pen mm. actually i think for us in that school it was illegal to have a red pen because mm. then you yeah, mark you usually <laughs> 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 mark your own exams or something a b c you know it was just a b c yeah yeah so then you will you're not allowed to have a red pen but then i always had a black pen a blue pen and sometimes sneaking a red pen and i could see like the kid next like sitting next to me on the desk mm. like maybe them they have a pencil and one day i was just like you know i what about i like i should just bring pens yeah. and give everyone and then so the class teacher who was in class four i remember the teacher's name she's called mrs um silo she's still like my very very good friend actually mm-hmm. um and she came in and she was teaching maths and she noticed eh everyone has a new blue pen yeah. and a new black pen and they are all big she was like no way like Something's there going ain't on. no way that everyone <laughs> bought a new pen today yeah uh-huh. so what happened and then i think she asked one of the kids and you know how kids are so innocent yeah i think one of the kids said um suali to pay us yeah definitely someone snitched on me and then now she called my mom not sure we had phones then we had the siemens you know those bulky things the my mom had yeah <laughs> but i even think she called my mom because also she also had a shop at the sound se- town center so i think after school she just looked for my mom mm-hmm. and then asked her did you give soup pens to give the kids hey <laughs> like, i think the one memory i have of kuchapo and here yeah. Guinea, i think i lost textbooks or something so my mom beat me up and then the next day the teacher was like um i think 
she they literally took them back yeah. and took them back to the shop <laughs> yeah but i was like okay guys that was fun when it lasted yeah. but it looks like so you just don't you you were half pen no it was they, i think she noticed today yeah. and collect them tomorrow so mm. i think Pasti they were like used up. Yeah. I like I like that she caught them earlier on. Mm-hmm. But I also learned something from that. Like I really learned something from that. One is that aspect of okay then stealing. Like that was literally stealing. You know, it looks yeah. innocent and 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 cute. But then that was stealing. And in a way, for my mom and now her business. You see, now I can I'm able to empathize in regard to someone who's running a business. Maybe yeah. the margin there is like what two bob, mm-hmm. and then you've we were like 20 kids in a class times two yeah 40 pens yeah. you know so then i could see how she did the right thing but for me it was so innocent mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. i can also see it and okay but then now you mentioned mm-hmm. the more you grow up you realize that not everyone is wired this way you mm-hmm. know with that innocence of i can see all these pens in the shop mm-hmm. and people are struggling mm-hmm. so let me take some to go and mm, help. Mm. So at what age did you maybe start realizing that not everyone is, you know, as kind-hearted as you are? And like, what mm. are some of the circumstances that led to this realization? Mm. I think I would say when I went to the boarding school, yo, huh, that school was bad. As in it was, yeah, we passed, we went to Kenya High School, yeah, 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 it's cute. But then, like, the actual logistics of how you pass, the food wasn't great. Mm-hmm. We used to wake up at G4, we go fetch water, and I know still responsibility. But I feel like there's some of those things that would have been avoided. We were just kids, I mean, class yeah. five, bro. Like, mm, I remember by that time, I was still wetting my bed, and it was still, it's like, Yo, so why are you punishing? You think I just woke up in the middle of the night and peed <laughs> on my bed because I want to pee on my bed? No, yeah. like there was no empathy at all. The matron was, I didn't like that school. I think now it was maybe in such moments when you, when someone just like, especially like the matron story, a kid treats you in a certain way and you're like, yo, like this is so unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Are you okay? What's wrong with you? And then I think um, there's also a time, there's a guy I really, really liked. He liked me. Um, but there's a, a girl in class six who also likes the guy, but the guy didn't like her. And so me, I didn't even know actually yeah. that she liked the guy. So, <laughs> so me innocently to kind of like those outings or something, there used to be a river close to the school. So like when you're in class seven, class eight, they used to say, maybe you're stressed. You guys, since KCP is coming up, yeah. you can take a walk to just refresh your head whatever so like when you're going for such things you would work with that guy nini, nini. but then now that girl took it now personally personally and then what did she do hey alifanya kitu in the class mm-hmm. but even everyone alishanga like okay what's going on first of all we need to know what's going on and then later on you hear oh you know i also like this guy i'm like so then like such things i think that's when i realized oh wow not everyone actually thinks of the other person that way there's someone who is just maybe thinking about themselves there's even someone who won't even see that you're struggling and they are keen to do something about it people are full of themselves i would Mm -hmm. say yeah so i think those are the moments and then also high school because coming from a country um, and then you come to 
let's just talk about Kenya High School. Mm-hmm. And I feel like um, a lot of the kids were in that school is people are privileged. People have cars. We didn't have a car until when I'm an adult in university. I think mm-hmm. after I graduate, people have cars. So you feel like you're out of place. That's already something. And then now there's a kid who is entitled and it's swimming day. Me, I don't know how to swim. Like, <laughs> hey, like, so you think everyone is actually at the same level as you yeah. you have no empathy at all so i would say mostly school highly contributed by school actually yeah, yeah. Mm. and you think um this happenings affected who you are like at the core your niceness you feel like you had to maybe change a bit to you know fight it mm, i would say no mm-hmm. which is um something that i still try to like explore even with therapy because i'm just like what is like what is this in me that does like why can't i just now start thinking about myself a little Mm -hmm. because if i look at it from an angle of um one of the worst things to have happened to me is like maybe a heartbreak you know someone has broken your heart but you're still so empathetic about them you're still wondering are they okay? In my head, I'm like, yo, you know, like how you think you'd know. And then you're able to still empathize with that person. Um, A good example is like, even in business, maybe someone steals my artwork and um, even when I'm trying to resolve it, easily you'd be bile, bile, bile. I'm Mm -hmm. still, it's like a friend of mine has to remind you that no, this person wronged you. So there's no way we are going to try and, they're wrong, you know? So I would say, no, he hasn't. And maybe just that's who I am as a person, as I said in the letter, because I'm slowly beginning to also um, admit and be like, okay, maybe this is who I am as a person. Yeah. So maybe I just need to understand to what level I can be there for people and still be there for myself. Because I also really empathize a lot with small business owners, actually, because if you look at my content, if you look at um, the things I do, masterclasses, whatever, it's like I really want to, if I could carry you and help you skip a bit of the hardship, mm. I would. But then also when I'm learning, there's no way to do that for someone. Sometimes you just yeah. have to let someone go through the process and stuff to like learn. that. Yeah. So I would say no, it hasn't mm-hmm. changed who I am as a person. And I mean, being like that, you're mm-hmm. prone to people taking advantage of you. Mm-hmm. So I mean, now as an adult, you know, being aware of this, how would you say um, you protect yourself and how are you able to, you know, you meet someone and you're like, oh, maybe this one doesn't have my best interest at mm-hmm. heart. I would say... I don't know if it's a healthy thing emotionally and all of that, but I think for me it's I have I have one friend who if I feel that way, I will just like run it through her mm-hmm. just to see, wait, 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 am I am I in check to is it a green light? Like I have yeah. one person who keeps me in check. Like if I feel like I need to to protect myself in that way, I will just run the situation through her and then she'll tell me, no, 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 no. I feel like Hapa, Hapa, this person is now walking all over you. No, yeah. So I think I would say I have developed um, friendships. And actually, if I'm to narrow it down to that specific friendship with someone who understands that I am actually this way, so I'm yeah. able to get support that way. I think the other thing is now what I was saying about therapy. I feel like after I have taken therapy for now two years, mm-hmm. I think I am definitely, yeah, um, I'm able to catch 
to catch that early mm. on, yeah. 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 And I like how you explained it where you were like, you know, one day you're in class eight and then boom, you're eh, an adult. Let me because tell you. truly you blink <laughs> and then... And you're an adult. Yeah, Absolutely. and I feel like kids these days are in such a rush mm. to grow up. Like kids want to be adults so bad. And I'm looking at you and I'm like, take the nap. Mm. That nap you're being forced to take mm. as an adult, you might not even have time to yeah. take it. <laughs> Ooh, like, yeah, I, I literally think, for me, I, I don't remember, I think all through high school, mm-hmm. the one, like, the little, little moments I would have as a kid would be maybe one time when I got sick, um, my appendix had to be removed and stuff, mm-hmm. and it was really, really critical, uh, and that's when I felt like, oh, yeah, actually, what? Oh, yeah, I'm a kid. Actually, like, my parents are here. Yeah. They took me. We went to see. I was, um, had an operation. Like, that, you know, that care, the, the actual now aspect of care. Apart from that, I don't know. Yeah. I can't remember any other time <laughs> when it was not maybe your grades, Nini. And then, now we need to start thinking about your degree. I'm like, yo, Nico, so can yeah. we just chill a bit? I think also the other aspect of being a firstborn mm-hmm. um i would say yeah truly you're constantly an adult in a way if mm-hmm. you're a firstborn uh because you're trying to set an example for yeah. other people you're trying to maybe help because you're the bigger one now maybe help your kids mm, or sometimes now even when my sister got to school it's like me na toka shule then na picha shule out then tunaenda home pamoja such things just really really make you feel like an adult i would say yeah it's after class eight for sure i feel like boom you're a kid and then you're an adult then you go to university i took myself to university i mm-hmm. still tell my mom about that part and she knows because i normally tell her i feel like everyone else who is behind me Tulimpeleka University. Mimi, I was going to LD. I have never been to LD. Yeah. My university is not in Eldoret town. It's somewhere in Oko. shall go somewhere. You know? And now you've just left me to figure that part for myself, you know? Mm-hmm. So then I got into the bus, North Rift, with my big suitcase. Yo, went all the way to LD by myself. It's I don't know where the campus is. Yeah. It rains a lot. It's raining. I'm like, okay, where? so me and my suitcase, before the town, what do we do? Nissan comes. I hope in the, into the Nissan. And then the school already ha- had already some misfunctions of the dates and stuff. They changed our reporting date by a week. Why okay, now you guys, I'm here. here. What do I do? Imagine my mom tried reaching out to someone. They were not able to host me. I had to make a friend in second year and stay in her hostel like do you see already how yeah. miss dream like, into the adulting what is this? then i stayed there for a week and then now that's when people reported and i reported as well so you see how yeah. then boom i'm in third yeah. year i need to i have a passion mm-hmm. a company comes you need to manage like it was it's just been i think even Sometimes when I do some things, I think even my parents understand that I'm just trying to sort of like compensate. Like if if it's my birthday, I'm gonna do something big for myself. Mm-hmm. If I wanna go on a trip, I will go you on a go, trip and yeah. not feel bad about it. Yeah. So I think oh yeah, you blink like this and you're an adult. Mm-hmm. And I'm here just comparing <laughs> our our entry journeys. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Mimi, I'm there 
first year mm. i'm even holding my dad's hand <laughs> i'm like one of the i think only like three people mm. have their parents then i'm like eh, 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 you're not even i think he had work yeah. was supposed to yeah. just show me where the uni mm-hmm. was mimi nearly cut and i'm not going anywhere and everyone is just looking at me like who is this child holding yeah. on to the dad like this and i'm like hey 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 you can't leave me here yeah. with all these you're strangers just <laughs> Yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. i think for me everything actually after that just screams adult yeah yeah, yeah. and mm. you actually explain it um you describe it as a standard setting mm. spree mm. especially being you know a firstborn mm. daughter tell us a bit about your family and like how many kids you guys are so we're three kids we're all daughters so mm-hmm. we're three girls um which I think the age gap really really helps because uh, there's a sense of like it's like four years four years everyone so yeah. you still have time to grow up before the other person comes in <laughs> comes in yeah but I think um yeah with three girls I don't know what else to say about these girls definitely different personalities I still see how being a firstborn sometimes even has me Because now like now my sister is now going to first she's in first year she just started mm-hmm. and um staying with her f- before now she does have maybe like her first year and then after that she can move into a hostel because she's still new to Nairobi again mm-hmm. we grew up in Shags yeah. as long as you're not studying anything in Nairobi you have no reason to be in Nairobi be, you know yeah. meanwhile so then, <laughs> we're here to two Eldoret boom by the way don't come here sometimes I'm just normally looking at my mom like yani you just yeah I'm quite the fast boy yeah yeah so then without even i'm living with her right now i'm able to see how sometimes i'm projecting that fast born and trying to figure it out by mm-hmm. yourself aspect of it but then i catch myself because i'm like no but you've had you've experienced nairobi so if you didn't know where archives is you must then throw her into the deep end and tell yeah. her go figure like so then i'll even like walk her around town and stuff like that so i think We we are we are, we are we are good good friends actually yeah. and I see how for for some like for some times when I have to live with them I feel like they really heal that part of me being a firstborn like you understand oh wow this girl actually sees me as their sister mm. and not as their a, bigger a mini parent yeah, so then <laughs> so then even the conversations we have or you're like oh you did this for me so yeah. it just really heals those parts of me feeling like you guys really really gave me the responsibility <laughs> to decide your lives yeah <laughs> yeah but yeah we're three amazing girls mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when did you finally come to nairobi was it when you were going to kenya high or before so what used to happen is i used to come to nairobi in between but it still used to be like you have to defend yourself and prove that you can go you need to go to Nairobi like maybe if there's a December holiday mm-hmm. um they they're still I think they're back to normal now because it used to be long like from November to yeah. January yeah so then maybe if my aunt comes to Shags maybe my aunt who works in Nairobi mm-hmm. um comes to Shags for an event in November I would need to beg my parents and tell them what let me go with auntie mm-hmm. then I'll come back with her when she's coming back for Christmas cuz yeah. we always used to have the family functions and boozy and stuff so then those are the little times um I would come to Nairobi and I think there's even a time I came to Nairobi when I was in maybe class 6 7 mm-hmm. she took us to a uh, a park like 
not Uhuru Park, but such a park mm-hmm. where there was the um, and kids entertainment stuff. Yeah, and I have really. never forgotten that day. Literally, yeah. I can tell you what I was wearing. I can tell you I met like three other kids. Mm-hmm. I can remember that day so clearly. So I remember those bits of coming to Nairobi. But I think I can say like Kuja Nairobi Kabisa was now yeah, when I went to Kenya High School, they they came, brought me. Then I used to when the holiday is too short, I used to save now my said aunt. Mm-hmm. If it's too long, then I would go to Shags. So that slowly, because now you see, I also have Nairobi living friends yeah. from school. So in between those two holidays, it's like, since them, they know what I need to go. So I would say that's when I had a bit of like the city life mm-hmm. and knowing, okay, wapi ni wapi, this is Jogo Road, whatever. Yeah. Mm. Was it what you expected? Um, then back then mm-hmm. back then i would say yes and no because mm-hmm. i really thought of the city i don't know where i got that idea from when did i ever read a book about a city but like i really thought you know a city so you think every building everywhere someone yeah. everywhere every apartment maybe if it's like if it's like if it's like they all look similar in terms mm. of like the high buildings like you I didn't know like town ni sasa CBD town. Yeah. I thought it would be like a town. Yeah. <laughs> like it's just a now a big Nairobi is everywhere that is in Nairobi has those buildings. Yeah. That's what I thought actually. Mm-hmm. Then you realize ah okay, so then there are outskirts, there are places where it's literally people are just living their own life over there. So I yeah. think yeah, in a way that way it wasn't what I expected, but yeah. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> an experience of mine that mm-hmm. is closest to yours mm-hmm. is when uh, that time I was in primary, my uncle was in uni. Mm-hmm. So they used to stay in Mombasa. So mm-hmm. when he was here in uni, he came to stay with us mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. And at that time, we hadn't yet gone to Mombasa. Mm-hmm. And I remember how he used to describe to us Mombasa. And let me tell you, so me, when I used to think about this Mombasa, <laughs> I just used to be like, everywhere is a beach. It's a beach, no? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Everywhere is a beach. You get out? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, let me, when I entered, I was like, okay. Okay, where is the sun? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. If this you is have not to what go all the, you have to specifically go to the beach yeah, to be at the to beach. Be at the beach. I see like what you the mean. The beach yeah. is not everywhere. I just feel like maybe that was my experience with Mombasa. Mm-hmm. Um, though we had gone for a trip, you know, those school trips things in, yeah. you go for. I think that also really, really made me realize, okay, yeah, maybe it's like the ocean and then there's, but I still yeah. expected that a lot of places would be then closer exactly. to the beach where we, 30 minutes to the beach, what is mm-hmm. this, you know? Yeah, so I think as a kid, when you're told something, it's really easy that, I like that innocence. And I think even up until now, um, the other day, like a bit of like two weeks ago, I was just uh, doing journaling and a devotional book and he was talking about faith and i could see how when like god says the faith of a, or the innocence of a kid Child, it's yeah. literally innocence if you tell a kid this mm-hmm. they will not try to paint any they will paint the most perfect scenario available mm-hmm. so like i'm slowly trying to just remind myself no 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 if you're manifesting or asking god yeah. for this i want you to do it from a point of innocently we're just just throw it out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think I can see how my kid mind yeah. worked then, yeah. 
and when you mentioned that innocence is taking mm-hmm. me back to there's this thread of a teacher mm-hmm. who asked kids mm-hmm. to write um, letters to God mm-hmm. <laughs> and they were really innocent and mm-hmm. the one that stuck with me was one who was like um god why does it say that you're a jealous god if you're god don't you have everything yeah. <laughs> oh yeah like what yeah. You? and no, you can think what, of yeah. that child mm-hmm. sat down and was like you can Wait. get everything yeah so then why? what would yeah. the devil <laughs> have that you don't yeah. have or you can't have i see what you, oh there's no sense it was yeah, really, absolutely. yeah. Um, would you say that you grew up in a strict home? Because you you mentioned, um, mm. you know, having to go fetch the water, mm. the firewood, having to go to, you know, every single Sunday school, every single service. Mm. So would you say that your upbringing at home was on the strict side? I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would, I would absolutely say yes. Like in that, whatever my mom said is the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're questioning it, then you're being hard-headed or so I would say yes in that way. Um but more even like typical African parent than from I think I really I'm glad that the religious aspect of growing up wasn't so like on face. my no yeah. no no no. I think they really found a good balance actually and I am always grateful that they allowed me to be who I am and then there's church. So yeah. if you go to church, you're also listening as everyone else is listening. We definitely will do more, maybe like devotions, we'll pray before sleeping. Like there are traditions that slowly grew onto me from growing up in such a family. But I would say in terms of like the religious aspect, nothing was really like bottled down you, you have to know. Mm-hmm. I think they were very open-minded i think also very highly contributed by my personality like i have a very strong personality Mm -hmm. in terms of i know what i want i know who like i will say me Mm -hmm. if the shoe is pinching me (laughs) 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 i'll say so then easily as i grew up even in campus if i am if i question something i will just question my dad jokingly but a question i'm like but you like this and that and that why you mm, know yeah like, so then i think that also really made him realize okay she also has a voice for herself and she thinks very critically about things so i think even then now after growing up they realize ah, okay because mm-hmm. hmm. even like stuff like when i think it was when did i get at her too such things now mm-hmm. when did i get at her too not so kitambo actually. I'd already even finished campus, I think. But even when I got it, at the back of my mind, I didn't think of my parents. Mm. You know how people think, huh? What will they Akiona, say? Nini, yeah. nini. Well, I knew it's gonna be something new. But even when my cousin made it, made it look like, eh, na mama sua kiona, I was like, I didn't think to that level of okay. I'm not. Imagine I, I don't have you in my mind when I'm doing it. I'm just yeah. doing it for me. But definitely when she saw it, she was still like, huh? Yeah. Nah. Hmm. I was just like, mom, <laughs> it, it's a nice tattoo. Like, it's yet in immature. Because most for me, it's like affirmations. It's an, it's an affirming thing. It's like, but you don't have to. And then again, I went now to, um, I got... Uh, into the competition now that gave me funding for sued mm-hmm. uh, blaze and then now my hair was blonde like i didn't couple eh, she was just like yeah <laughs> god really knows how to humble you because then again 
my person and i'm not even doing it with you in mind like i, yeah. I so feel like i look good with the blonde hair and then she also loved the blonde hair and so i think slowly she realized okay i can actually let her make her own decisions mm-hmm. as long as i have given her the foundation of what the word of god is and all of that which yeah. i really really love yeah yeah mm. but all the same now that you're older mm-hmm. you can really you know appreciate how you know all this even extra responsibility mm-hmm. was prepping you for adulthood yeah i think it actually really really goes round circle and comes back really well i think also it's i'm getting to that level where even right now something can happen and i think of something similar that happened and how my mom handled it from a point of wewe nini and i'm like understanding that she was doing it out of care as in like mm-hmm. i'm her kid like you look back and you realize okay your parents really did the best they could in what they knew they can do they never did it to either hurt you yeah. or to like traumatize you 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 begin to to appreciate that like yeah okay i see where that probably would have been presented better but all you knew and all you meant was mm-hmm. for the good of who I am you know yeah so i think when you're an adult actually yeah if you're intentional you'd be able to look at some things and be like mm, okay i see i see what this was yeah, yeah. where it was coming from mm-hmm. yeah. and we've mentioned sud a couple of times mm-hmm. and for the guys watching <laughs> at home who might not yeah. know what sud is sud is um your company it's yes. a watch brand I actually have the very Ooh. first one <laughs> for it's hidden under kuna barini leo the rain was just yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but yeah. this is the one that i have and it's held it's, up yeah it looks actually yeah it's the it like the it's quality re- of yeah. the watches is really and um and the beads are still like yeah. intact and all of that no i really really love that <laughs> yesterday i was really tempted to like text and be like you bet you better <laughs> <laughs> but i was like no let's just see let's yeah, see how i how still this have goes. it yeah. and oh, i so. like i i've seen um now there's like the smaller ones like mm-hmm. the one oh, that yeah, you're wearing yeah, even yeah, with the the mm-hmm. strap those are things that i really need to add to my collection yeah. but then um you mentioned how all the extra responsibility helped you you know with the brand mm-hmm. so in what ways um did your upbringing help you when it came to running an entire company okay. um i think number one is that aspect of discipline i think that's something i have actually had from when i was very very young mm-hmm. um the aspect of knowing what's right and what's wrong what needs to be done mm-hmm. and if i don't do it this and that will happen mm-hmm. i think that's something that growing up i really really could have been from a point of the beating could have been from the point of if you don't study hard you're going to not go to the national school could have been from a point of if you pass and then your aunt comes in november mm-hmm. then you can go to nairobi yeah. i think the actual thought process of how discipline works and the fact that most times you don't i never did things that i really really like to do but it, it was my responsibility even then for me to do them mm-hmm. so if i if i do them my mom will be happy oh leo shakamba whatever if i don't so i think with the brand now what that does is it really helps you see that the amount of effort you put in will literally like materialize then also i think it has really really helped me to build a team and and still pass 
that discipline aspect. I think actually discipline is one of yeah. the strong ones. Number two, I would say, imagine small, small those things for my mom and her shop. I still remember she used to write down her sales in a counter book. Mm-hmm. She used to employ people and people still like try and steal. So then she would come every maybe like twice in a week, go through the nini and be like, yeah. So such things, I think really, really, I remember them and now that I have a brand I can really like relate to how they would make sense from a point of experiencing a mm-hmm. shop when I was younger um overall I think also the growing up really just makes you not leave I think I don't I don't leave the outcome of suit to anyone mm-hmm. like I really like knowing what's happening like there's someone at the shop right now but then i will be in touch at, at the end of the week we will have a meeting yeah. just for me to know okay so what complaints did we have um if this came up do you think this has come up often what can we do like i really like being like i know you've employed someone to do that but then i still want to be in the loop because then if they don't do that and the problem comes up it's still me, you know? Yeah. yeah so I yeah. think... Um, your name on the brand. Overall, like, responsibility, I would say, in that way. I don't leave um, the results of something to someone else. I try mm-hmm. to control as much as I can. Um, yeah, I think it actually, like... And even, I think even me being... I think if I was a second born mm-hmm. or a last born, I feel like the trajectory of the brand wouldn't be how it is mm. i don't know because yeah. i've never been a second born before but i feel like me being a first born mm-hmm. and seeing the opportunities i had or like how my life would have gone i still believe that me being a first my first born really really has made me go hard on yeah. entrepreneurship yeah. yeah yeah and you talked about some qualities mm-hmm. that little sue had to you know downplay mm. in order yeah in order mm. <laughs> in order <laughs> to you know help make others feel a bit more comfortable mm-hmm. what are some of those qualities and now that you're older mm-hmm. how do you harness them you know to take full advantage of them um i would say growing up it's it's things like like ulikuwa number 1 na imagine ni sawa ulikuwa number 1 like you don't have to like sh- shush it a bit for maybe someone who was number 10 to mm-hmm. feel like no not that you're saying it like not don't be proud mm-hmm. but then appreciate that actually you are number one for me it's such small small things yeah like maybe there was a competition for like i don't know drama whatever or choral verse or uh, those things and you did well but then you still want to hush hush it. hush hush so that now other kids don't feel like oh she's over there i'm over here but truly it's you did well like just own it and then still try and be nice to people you know that's yeah. different from you're shushing it mm-hmm. so that you become like everyone that's yeah. very dangerous because then if you try to do that over and over it's very easy that you start trying to be like mm, everyone yeah. which is not good because you will not be able to fully maximize your potential as a person so i think right now i would say i still see it like i still see it i think i've just tried to really be aware which is something i keep saying as long as you have awareness mm-hmm. You know how something can happen in um, 
like maybe you're invited to a forum or you're invited to speak on something but you're like mm, i'm speaking alongside these people like yeah <laughs> like what do i have to say you know mm-hmm. and then again the people around me i think also people who really really understand that aspect of you and they tell you no yo you've done this for four years yeah no 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 so i think it's just that awareness of i catch myself then i'm like mm. i quickly i think the other thing i'm really really good at is i speak up like i if i'm if i'm going through something yeah someone will know if mm-hmm. i have if I have like a doubt on something, I'll just call a friend of mine and be like, yo, so I'm feeling like this and this and that. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, oh, no, you, you've got this, you know? Yeah. So I still see a bit of that, which I think sometimes it makes me act on things much later than I should have. Mm-hmm. I sometimes I'm like, if I didn't have that voice in my head, I would, I would have done so many things that like, yeah. two years later then you're like okay so if i had done it two years ago like we would be on to the next thing yeah. so i think even as as um an adult i still see them but i am aware i think most times it's i am aware mm-hmm. yeah what are some aspects of your childhood mm-hmm. that you think um you should embrace a bit more i would say growing up Yo, that's a hard one because I think the ones that I see, I still do them. Mm-hmm. Like growing up stuff, like I loved hanging out with my grandma. Mm-hmm. I go, I see my grandmother if I can every month. Yeah. Um, stuff like um, church and all of that. I still feel like I'm still in tune with mm-hmm. that. What would little Sue have done that I still would want to embrace right now? Yo. I don't know. That's yeah. homework. <laughs> you can go reflect. That's a really good version. one, yeah. Because yeah. then I could look at it from that angle and see what other other things can I still draw from the childhood me. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what do you think um, little Sue would think of adult Sue right now? <laughs> well, I, mean, I think for sure, first of all, it's, I don't think she would, she would believe it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think she would believe it to this level. Because even me as adult too, sometimes I'm just like, what? Like, wait, how are you, how are you living like this? How yeah. are you thinking like this? How are you, you mean you created something that people actually love? I, I think she would be surprised for sure. She would be proud. Um, I strongly believe she would have dreamt more. Mm-hmm. I feel like I didn't dream. Actually, I, I don't know if it's, and I don't want to put it on other people, <laughs> but I want to put it on teachers or mm. just someone who comes into contact with a kid. From my own speaking, when I say, when I'm told dream, I don't think I would have dreamt of this side of me. Like, yeah. I would have dreamt of being a great lawyer. You know, your very personality, you talk a lot, you're eloquent. Yeah. But I've, I would have never dreamt of this side of me. And this side of me is now the aspect of you can create your own thing. You can sort of like work on your own terms. Yeah. You can actually create a thing that employs people. I don't think I thought of myself in the angle of when I was a lawyer, I thought I would be a lawyer and then I'll fight for other people. But I didn't see how also the world needed maybe more jobs. Mm-hmm. There's that angle that I know for sure little Sue didn't have an eye 
four, but I don't think I would have like dreamt of this side yeah. of career or this side of life could go like this and you're doing this. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, so I know she should definitely be surprised and proud of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'd say, I mean, you've said you, are, you wanted to be a lawyer to help people and I still think you sort of do, not even sort of you do, because yeah. through empowering, oh, you yeah. know, of the small businesses. Okay, so it's just a different angle, yeah, but the goal and the dream is still, still the same. I see what you mean. Yeah, I see. yeah. Okay, so um, keeping in mind the lesson that you now have, that mm-hmm. you know you didn't dream big enough so now here's your chance to dream even <laughs> bigger and leave a message to 39 year old sue so you can take a minute think about what you'd like to tell your future self and when you're ready that's the camera hi sue i i hope you're still fun outgoing you love um like the sun and you know just like nature i hope you are creating more impact i hope you are somewhere um running either are a company or doing something that actually helps either entrepreneurs or just like there's a social impact to your life um i hope you're married i really really hope you're married and you have like two three kids yeah what 39 yeah i I think we should be doing that now um i hope you build your out of town home like you living somewhere where you wake up and maybe you see mount kilimanjaro or i don't know just something that is nature driven i hope you're still going to the gym obviously look good um i hope you have done the many things you want to do for your parents um by now they are pretty old but i hope you have given them everything that you would want to do for them and i hope you are still going to church i hope you are closer to god yeah and I hope you're a millionaire. Yeah, I hope you're a millionaire because you love nice things. I hope you have those nice things. I hope you have that bands. I hope you have traveled to all. This is very specific, Sue. You better have done it. I hope you have traveled to all the cities that were featured in Money East. That's like a big, big goal. So we're working towards it. You better do it. So yeah, I think... Um, I trust you to have done all of those things and I hope you're dreaming even bigger because it's actually definitely possible to live life on your own terms. Yeah. And I love you. <laughs> yeah. And I hope you're not looking back and seeing maybe the things I did that were wrong and judging me because this is life. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, so hopefully, you know, in 10 years time, mm. I can come back and give you your message. Yeah. But that is it for today's episode. Yeah. Thank you so much for no, coming. Thank you for having me. It was a beautiful conversation. Yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like time went and we didn't even realize <laughs> you know, how long yeah. we've been talking. Yeah, it was yeah. really beautiful. I think I'll see you at some point later on this month mm-hmm. we're on a panel together so that's we, uh, interesting oh, yeah. it will be my first time yeah, doing yeah, one yeah. of these no, businessy panels they definitely need to like have you on them because yeah. we definitely can learn a lot from mm-hmm. from you and how you're able to especially diversify like 
I think that's and if it's a gift <laughs> you're the one who will tell us but like that aspect of diversifying your interest mm. and really really also being consistent in all of them like yeah. absolutely like that's I think that's either a talent or it's something that you've really really mastered so they definitely need to have you on a panel I really enjoyed this myself I think this is pretty much I know people come here and tell you go for therapy I think they need to tell you you're their therapist because <laughs> I actually believe anyone who comes here and they look back at their childhood self and go through and the questions you ask us mm. this is a free therapy session guys y'all better pay with Bosha <laughs> <laughs> we start charging yeah. <laughs> yeah. alright so thank you so much guys for watching and I'll catch you on the next one bye bye bye